Welcome back, sporting fans, to another spectacular episode of the Paint the Wall podcast. I, of course, am Steve, and I am joined again by a man who once caught a catfish with his tongue, but you all know him as Logan. I mean, it was uh, it was a little catfish, but yeah. It still counts. You know, I still give you full credit for it. Okay, thanks. How are we on this glorious Tuesday, Mr. Logan? It is a glorious Tuesday. The weather is lovely. It was a good day. It's a good day. Good. Uh, we had some good weather here today as well. Yes. Uh, much better weather than our beloved Wizards got last night in Ew. Portland. That was gross. Um, I didn't realize how gross it was going to be. I didn't know it was going to rain. Uh, apparently they talked about it pregame, but I did not pay any attention to that. So it started yeah, raining, no. and I was like, oh, well, it's better than the snow that they had that is on true. Saturday. So. That is true. There was a lot of snow. I like. I was surprised when they rescheduled it, but then I saw how much snow they were dealing with, and I was like, "Oh, okay, makes a little more sense." Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, that is, of course, what we're here to talk about. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sporting's rough yet, in some ways, impressive game that we had. Yeah. Uh, last night, of course, falling one to nothing to the Portland Timbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan, opening thoughts on our game last night. Yeah, it was, I mean, like you said, you. I mean, you kind of summed it up perfectly. It was uh, somehow hopeful, yet frustrating. I mean, it was It was very clear that it was a week one game. Um, there was a lot of missed passes, missed opportunities, players just not quite on the same page. Um, and it was very clear the players who had put in the work in the offseason and those that didn't. Uh, ben Sweat put in some work in the offseason. That man looked great. Um, Daniel Shallowy, uh, he also looked like he put in work in the gym, um, but then went and forgot how to play soccer. He he looked good. He just didn't know what to do with the ball. He didn't know where to move it. And maybe that's just formation differences. Because, I mean, we did see a different look a lot of the way through the game. So maybe that was it. I'm I'm hopeful that's what it was. Um, and I'm sure PV will will get it sorted out. But we had lots of good flashes. I mean, aside from the first, I mean, uh, not even the first ten minutes because literally they had like ten minutes of total do- you know total time in the game where they looked better. Other than that, I mean, we dominated the game. We looked really really good. It's just one of those where you just can't get them to go in the goal. Yeah, and I know uh, you and I were texting through the game and it was kind of, you know, disappointing that we weren't able to get, put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, now, of course, we had, you know, at least three, you know, starters that were out, all three of which are goal scorers, so that certainly will help once we get them back, uh, yeah. I think. Um, but I think being able to set up the chances that we were setting up uh, was mm-hmm. nice to see. We were able to... Uh, create a lot of chances, especially in the second half. Um, we really started pushing, and pretty much immediately too. Like we came out immediately pushing yeah. really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, our wing backs, like you said, uh, Ben Sweat and Graham Zusi, yeah, looked really good. Zusi had several balls that he put in, yeah. but I mean that's that's not that's not new from Zusi. That's why right. he plays right back. So mm-hmm. um, I think you and I were probably both uh, surprised with the Ben Sweat start. Absolutely. Um, but, it, I mean, it does make sense. He was with us last year. None of our other backs were, and Ndembe's mm-hmm. injured. Yeah. Um, so it, it did make sense the more I thought about it, but I was a little bit surprised. And then he did have kind of a 
little bit of a blunder, though the more I watch that replay, uh, I understand what he was doing. He was trying to keep mm-hmm. it from being a corner kick. He yeah. just he just didn't quite hit it hard enough. There was a sporting player, pretty sure it was Fontas maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but there was a sporting player right there. He just didn't mm-hmm. quite hit it hard enough and Portland got to it. Um yeah. I think that's a ball that Pulse Camp's gotta save on that first goal. Oh yeah. goal. Um Pulse Camp's gotta save that. Um the, I know fair. you you thought that it looked like he was guessing high. Um, but the more I watched it, I mean, as soon as he went to take a shot, he he never his hands never went up. His hands were always down. He dropped his knee right away. It just went under his knee and underneath his hand. So that's fair. I think that's a ball that Pulse Camp's got to save, and I think mm-hmm. more you know eight times out of ten he probably does save it. Yeah, um, yeah, and you're probably right. I would agree that you know Ben Sweat wasn't. I get what he was doing with the with the ball. Um, but when you're all your momentum's carrying you out of bounds, you're trying to turn and pivot and get that ball a decent way up the field. I mean, I think it was from the from the touchline to the um, edge of the box. So I mean, that's a decent kick to do, and especially with how many guys there were. I think personally, you just got to take that out of bounds. Yeah, so. I mean, I think yeah, hindsight. 20, being 2020, uh, sure. of course. Yeah, of it course. makes more sense to just take that out of bounds. But I, like I said, the more I watched it, the more I think it, it made sense what he was trying to do. But, but yeah, his sure. momentum was taking him out of bounds. I'm sure the player, Portland player, that was also pulling him out of bounds, and he just mm-hmm. tried to reach back and flick it and just didn't yeah. quite, just not quite enough on it. If You know, if he hits that probably a foot further, then the sporting guy either beats Portland to it mm-hmm. or they get there at the same time and it's not just a direct dribble in, take a shot kind of thing. Yeah. So no, I agree. you know it's it it was it was cl- but also I think that's more of a that's a week one goal. Mm-hmm. You know we get four or five weeks into the season and that probably that goal probably doesn't happen. So no, I'd agree, and I do agree with you that you know I I think Pulse Camp should have gotten that. Um, I'm a it's not one of those where I'm like super disappointed. Um, I don't know. I I'm not a goalkeeper. You are. Um, I. I will concede to you. I I understand what he was doing. Like in, in those situations, you kind of got to guess a direction. Um, it, to me, it looked like he was he he didn't he reacted to the shot and dropped. He wasn't prepping to drop. That's the way I saw it, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I think you're kind of right, especially that close. You kind of have to. You can't really wait for them to shoot and react because it's coming so, especially at that level. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, he came out a little bit, not not much, which is good. Cut down the angle, make yourself big, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people sometimes when you make yourself big, you kind of, you know, puff your chest out and raise your shoulders, and sometimes that can look like I'm going up Yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, it's also entirely possible that Pulse Cam's good enough to try to make it look like he's going to go up mm-hmm. so that you'll go down so he can try to trap it. You know, yeah, I yeah. feel like goalkeepers at that level probably do that kind of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So he may have done, but it's just such a bang bang. Like you got to get down quick. But you know, it's kind of. I know people like with NFL say it. If a, if the ball touches a receiver's hands, he's got to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's fair. Uh, kind of the same with goalkeepers. Not quite as much, but I mean, if it goes underneath your body, mm-hmm. like that's unless you're fully laid out. Mm-hmm. You know, especially that one where you're just dropping to a knee kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. that's you got to be able to do that quick enough or get a hand down fast enough that you can at least trap it. But, that's fair. But again, week one, that's tough to do. Yeah. Uh, in a week one type setting. So, mm-hmm. all right. So moving on, uh, I am curious, Mr. Logan, who mm-hmm. impressed you the most in a way? Who would be your MVP of this game for sporting, of course? Sure, sure, sure. Um, 
for me, I think there's some really good players that contributed really well. Um, but Eric Tommy just impressed. He looked really, really good. Um, he, um, he was, I, I mean, you and I were texting whenever he got subbed. I mean, my first response was, he's been our entire offense the entire game. Pretty much everything has flowed through him. He was making the runs. He was making the passes. Um, I mean, our best chance at goal were his two shots. He had those two shots that were right in the keeper's face that I don't know how he didn't put one of those two in. Those were incredible. I mean, it was a great opportunity. So, I mean, for me, it's uh, Eric Tommy. I think he crushed it. Great, great game. Uh, that is a great pick. That, of course, was on my list as well. But of course. I, ha- I had a couple because I didn't, you know, I want to come up with something <laughs> different to yours as well. Um, I appreciate it. So I'm kind of tied for my, for my second, really, uh, between uh, Ben Sweat was one of them that mm-hmm. we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give a slight nod because he did kind of make a mistake that led to a goal. So mm-hmm. uh, the only goal. Um, so I'm actually going to give the nod to uh, Robert Volader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He actually was. And honestly, I didn't notice that I was noticing him, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, until mm-hmm. the second half. And then I really started watching and I was like, man, he's everywhere. Yeah. Like he's really holding down that back line and there was a few mm-hmm. times in the very few times in the second half when Portland actually attacked mm-hmm. a lot of the times it was being stopped it was by him yep and Absolutely. uh there were a few plays where Fontas was kind of pushing up a little bit and I mean for the most part our wings push and our center backs kind of stay back mm-hmm. um, but there was a few times where uh Fonte would push up just a little bit and Volodaire would be just staying back there alone and I'm like yeah. man he's got some cojones to be like i got it don't worry you can push up yeah um there was a couple balls where one time in particular uh it just sticks out in my mind where he got a steal from a portland player who was trying to drive he literally just picked it right off his foot yep and he looked up to pass and instead of looking up to pass he saw about 50 yards of open field (laughs) and just went i'm just gonna dribble it and that's what he did he dribbled it all the way up past midfield and then he managed to stop it and get into a position and look for a pass Mm mm-hmm I was like, man, he's a young kid coming in, you know. I I know he played a little bit last year, like you and I were texting about, and he and he did, but you know, getting a start and being like, hey, you're the guy, like, go get it done. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I was I was pretty impressed by uh, by Volodaire's, um how he played, and I'm kind of excited to see him going forward. I know we just signed a new center back literally this morning, mm-hmm. um, who's a big dude. He's cool. big. He's a large man. Um, so. Yeah, I think that that'll be interesting, but I think uh, we definitely have more options at center back than I anticipated mm-hmm. having, and I like that because that yeah. was a big concern for us. Absolutely, yeah. For uh, how much people were talking about, um, or how much we were—I mean, you and I were concerned about our center back pairing. Um, Volder really stepped in and said, "You don't need to be worried about it." Like, yep. And I was like, well, "Okay." At least not completely. Like I can. Yeah. I'm pr- he, I don't think he's going to play every game because of how no. much competition we have, and he's young, yeah. but. Yeah. Plus, you get in the middle of July in Missouri. <laughs> Young kid like that's probably not going a full 90, but maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, maybe he's in crazy good fitness. I, exactly. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But, all right, well, uh, so tell me what now would be your biggest disappointment. In other words, your NVP. Ooh, I like that. N as in not. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, For me, the NVP of the game... Um. This is going to get real boring real fast because as long as he's in the lineup, this is going to be my MVP. Um, Kyrie Shelton. It, it, we're playing 10 v. 11. It's it's like having a man that just can't 
do anything with the ball. He can't get open. He can't pass effectively. He can't draw fouls effectively. It's like he's the largest man on the field and he can't draw fouls, which I know is because he's so big. Um, But, I mean, the one opportunity he did have, it was literally him and the keeper, and he just didn't know what to do with the ball. And he slowed down to the point where the defender behind him caught up and... Um, it's just, it's so frustrating to have him on the field. So I am praying that Johnny is healthy next week because oh wait, it, he's, he is a liability on the field every time he's there. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you there. Uh, no surprise there. You and I are not the biggest Kyrie Shelton fans. Uh, playing, I should say. I have met him a couple times in person, and mm-hmm. he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when I went to that open practice last year, mm-hmm. um, and him and I were kind of talking, and I don't even remember how it got brought up, but I had mentioned something about that I was getting ready to move to Colorado. Mm-hmm. He stood there and talked to me for 20 minutes about Colorado because I had no idea, but he grew up in Colorado. Yeah. And he was telling me about all these places he used to he used to go, and uh, he actually used to hang out in the city that I live in. So he was telling me about all these things, and I was just like, "This is a cool like." He is one of the nicest dudes. He really is. But mm-hmm. so that makes me, of course, feel bad when I have such negative thoughts about him on the field. But yeah. he does, he it frustrates me on the field. And mm-hmm. last night, I think um, one thing that he did look better at, to be fair, than last year, he wasn't getting worked off the ball as much as he did last year. Mm-hmm. which I, there were numerous times you and I would text each other and be like, how is someone so big getting just pushed off of these balls? Yeah, that's but fair. that didn't happen quite as much, but last night I noticed a lot of indecisiveness, mm-hmm. a lot of him looking up to pass and being like, okay, I can actually go over here to Zussi, who's cutting behind me going to the corner, mm-hmm. or I've got Eric Tommy standing at the top of the box, and he would wait and wait and wait, and now Portland's here. Yeah. So I'm like, just do, just, I don't care what you do, just do something, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. that was annoying, but... Yeah, For me, not quite. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, just the number of uh, good, uh, in uh, really good chances that ended with Kyrie Shelton turning over the ball. It's just infuriating. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, that that does give me a little hope that maybe as a sub, maybe he can make something happen a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe it's, it really is just the whole full game thing. Full game Kyrie is not the move. Because in the past, he's been good as a sub. So. Yeah. Maybe as a sub that happens. I don't really know. But, yeah. you know, I think we have plenty of depth uh, in attacking type positions that I yeah. think it's possible that uh, he we don't end up needing him near as much once mm-hmm. Polito and, and Gotti and uh, Johnny Russell, obviously, once they come back. And, yeah, I hope you're um, right. But I think, uh, for me, he's not quite, that's not quite my MVP. Okay. Very close, but not quite. Uh, okay. sh- it was shallowy in the first half, just mm-hmm. simply because, like you said, he looked like he was real fit and also forgot how to play soccer. Yeah. Um, but then after halftime, it looked like he really brushed cobwebs off and figured mm-hmm. it out. So I, I have no no qualms with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, going to be the man in charge, Mr. Peter Vermees, yeah. specifically Peter Subs. Didn't yep. really... I mean, you and I were texting. I saw the Jeanise sub. Like, I'm like, that's who's coming in. It's got to be Jeanise. And we're like, Jeanise for Kyrie? Yeah, of course. Who else would it be? Uh, Eric Tommy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Felipe and for Roger, I didn't really have a problem with. Correct. Um, and 
getting libeled some action in. Okay. You know, ben Sweat looked really, really good. I'm yeah. sure he was just tired, so he, he went exhausted. ahead and pulled him out. Yeah. And for all we know, Ben Sweat ran by Peter at one point and kind of waved and was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But really just that Johnny's for the only guy that was starting anything yep. other than Graham Zussi, the entire the entire game didn't just didn't make any sense for me. Just yep. put just put Johnny's in for Kyrie. And mm-hmm. even if he doesn't do anything, neither was Kyrie. So, yeah, but exactly. instead, we took out the one person who was really starting things, uh, and Johnny's didn't really get anything done. So nobody did. Yeah, exactly. except Daniel. I guess Shallowy kind of kind of started to get some stuff done. It was just kind of late. But yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, that's always been. I mean, you and I have been critical of Peter Vermees in the past, and that's yeah my. Uh, my number one complaint with Peter Vermees is the man does not know how to substitute properly. Nope. And it's so frustrating. So yeah, no, I can, I can get behind that a hundred percent. Yep. That I might even well, want to change my pick. <laughs> That's not fair true. enough. It's still Kyrie. Yeah. Um, um, well let's, uh, let's move on briefly here if you're yeah. good. And yeah. we're going to do just a little bit of a recap here. Um, of the scores. I don't think we're going to do much of a recap of the standings right now because, frankly, they don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because it's basically everyone who won. Uh, There are LAFC and LA Galaxy didn't play, so they're in the middle, and then everybody who lost. That's that's what the standings are. We're second to last uh, because we only allowed one goal, and the last place team, Colorado, uh, allowed uh, four goals. So that's the only reason we're not in last. But anyway, standings don't really matter. So, yeah, exactly. They're, um, um, I'm just going to go down the list here in no particular order other than the order that they are on the MLS website. <laughs> uh, Nashville 2-0 over NYCFC. A uh, little surprising, I guess, but at the same time, it's week one. It's hard to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, really hard to know. Uh, Atlanta 2-1 over San Jose. Mm. Whew, what a game. game. What a game that ended up. Well, what an ending. I guess the middle part of the game was good, but not. Uh, right. You know, that ending was crazy. Yeah, what a good uh, last five minutes. New England over Charlotte, one to nothing. I've got uh, Cincinnati two to one over Houston. Woo. Anybody who beats Houston is a friend of mine. Amen. Uh, in a totally stellar game, DC three, Toronto two. That mm-hmm. game was awesome. The yep. whole game was awesome. Uh, Miami two to nothing over Montreal. Orlando one nothing over New York Red Bulls. Philly with a with a real nice game, looking real good on their attack. Four to one over Columbus. Uh, St. Louis wins their inaugural game over yeah. Austin of all people, right. uh, three to two. Minnesota with a pretty boring one to nothing uh, game. Actually, the game was pretty good. There were a lot of chances, but you know, one nothing games have a reputation of being boring. But yeah. And then unfortunately, RSL won. That's a bad day for everybody, mm-hmm. um, f- especially when you follow it up by the fact that Seattle also won, yeah. uh, four to nothing. So any day when RSL and Seattle both win and Sporting lose, that mm-hmm. sucks. But yeah. It was a bad, uh, so bad weekend. That's what we've got there. Yep. Uh, n- next week, we've got uh, Portland. No, we just played Portland. I'm sorry. Next week, we've got Colorado. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking at my computer and confusing myself. Next week, we've got Colorado here in the great-ish state of Colorado. Uh, what are you thinking? You got you got predictions? What do you think? I do. I, I feel pretty good about this one, especially if we can get Honestly, if we can get any one of the players that were out back, um, any I mean, if we can get Gotti, if we can get Johnny, I mean, Johnny's the big one. I think you know we we all want to see come back pretty quick. Um, 
But, I mean, Colorado, we knew, wasn't going to be impressive coming into the season. Um, they went out and they put up a stinker against Seattle. So I fully expect um, Sporting to get a good result here, um, bounce back, have a much better week. Um, I'm calling it 3 nothing, Sporting. All right. Um, I personally am excited. I will be at this game uh, as a yeah. Colorado native. Of course, I'm going to go sit with the Rodron and uh, watch the only game that they're playing in Colorado this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, why they had to put it as the second game of the season, I don't know. But, you know, 40 degrees in Denver, going to be great. Yep. Um, anyway, I – this is it's hard to predict because I don't know what who we're going to get back and who we're going to have out. Right. So I would say if we have the same lineup that we had with the same people out, mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning a 1-1 draw. Okay. And that simply is because you're right, Colorado is not, probably not top. I mean, honestly, Colorado's tough. We never really know if they're going to be good or if they're going to be bad. Mm-hmm. The only thing that we do know about Colorado that's going to be good is their defense. Their mm-hmm. defensive line is always good. It's always yeah. it's always tough. They've got a Bubakar who's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I think that's going to be tough, just like Portland, and I'm worried that we're going to have – if we have the same lineup, we're going to have the same problems trying to get in. I do think that we will squeak one in and we will finally get a goal and get on the score sheet and start to get rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe we have another dumb dumb goal that we give up and a, what should be a 1-0 win ends up being a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Um, that's now, I, I would agree I would agree with you. If we get any of those three, if we get Polito – um, which I did hear some of the announcers were speculating the only reason that Polito probably didn't play at all mm-hmm. is because it was raining, it's cold, and it was turf, and they didn't want him to get re-injured. Huh, that makes sense. Um, so assuming that we have a better, which uh, I believe Colorado's grass, it's not supposed to rain at all this week, mm-hmm. um, and it is still a little bit cold, but not quite as cold. Um, yeah. So we could get Polito back. Um, if we get any of those guys back, then I, I say I agree with you. I could easily see a 3-0 Maybe three one because again we'll probably do something stupid and <laughs> give up give up a stupid goal. That's fair. Um, but yeah, we, if we have the same lineup, I'm I'm going one one draw. Fair enough. So. Um, just a suggestion. I want to keep a running mm-hmm. tally going for the year. I'm not gonna okay. like we're we're not gonna say like scores have to be right, but whoever gets the like the result correct, we'll keep a running tally. So we're uh, we're both Owen. Oh, and one on the year. So okay, far. so you're saying uh, like if we pick the winner right, not necessarily the score. Correct. If you if you cool. pick win, lose, or draw correctly, you get the the point for that weekend. Cool bonus so. point if you get the score right. Yep, because so, that's just crazy if you can get yeah. the score right. Then yeah, cool. So All right, yeah, both, we both have zero points. Yeah, we're both uh, zero for one right now. Right. All right, let's uh, get over to our favorite segment of this particular little thing that we do here. Some a little good, bad, and ugly. Podcast. Some call it a podcast. <laughs> a little good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Um, I can go first with my good. Do it. Yep. If you'd like. Yes, please. Um, my my good. I got two options here, but I got to go with my first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. World Cup winner himself, mm-hmm. Tiago Almada. Mm-hmm. Atlanta goes into that game the ninety third minute. Mm-hmm. They're down one to nothing. They only played four more minutes, and they won the game. Yeah. That's that's crazy. He had two ridiculous goals. Mm-hmm. Both of them were insane. Yeah, they were both uh, that, good goals. He, that, that's got to be my good. I mean, that's that, that was a crazy, mm-hmm. crazy ending, crazy, especially for week one. That's just awesome. Yeah. Great stuff from a World Cup winner. Also cool to have a World Cup winner playing in the MLS. Yeah, very true. Not like for it. us, but, you know. Right. <laughs> um, all right. 
Well, my good, I've got two written down as well. Um, but for me, I give the good to um, St. Louis FC. Um, good for them. I mean, getting the monkey off your back and getting your inaugural win is huge. But doing it against what are a lot of people's MLS Cup winner this year, I mean, that's an impressive win. Uh, and it was a gutsy win, too. It wasn't like a tic-tac-y, here's your goal and here's your win. It was they had to score to do it. And so yep. they looked good. Um, so for me, uh, St. Louis gets the gets the good. Um, an honorable mention real quick, I do mm-hmm. want to say, I know a lot of people hate it. Um, I think it's going to be an incredible thing for the sport. Um, honorable mention good for Apple TV. I, I think it's going to be a good thing for the sport. Um, and I'm happy. I'm just happy that I know I can watch a soccer game every weekend and not have to worry about blackouts or restrictions or, oh, it's on cable this weekend. I can watch a soccer game every weekend. So I'm happy yeah, with it. I, I think it's going to be like good that for too. the week. Sorry. I like that too. I hate that it's Apple, but at least somebody did it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, all right, hit me with your bad. What's your bad? What do you hate? What did you What did you not like? Um, the bad for me was I just praised them, and I'm kind of going to knock them just a little bit. Um, that second goal that St. Louis FC scored, um, it was more. This is more bad on the uh, on the Austin uh, defender that kicked the ball. I don't. Were you? Did you watch that play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The basically the Austin. I didn't grab his name, but the Austin defender um, turned around and kicked his ball to the keeper. Uh, the only problem is, is that his keeper that he kicked the ball to was actually St. Louis FC's striker, who yeah. then was like, oh, thank you very much, and turned around and just powered it into the goal. Also, and a thing that uh, when I was watching that, that I learned about that play that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but that St. Louis striker mm-hmm. uh, played for Austin last year. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so <laughs> I thought, like, in my nice. mind, and especially with the way that he just kind of, like, turned, because he did yep. look up when he passed mm-hmm. it. He turned around, looked up, and passed it. It's yep. almost like he turned around, looked up, saw the person, saw the not face. the jersey, yeah. and was like, oh, yeah, okay, he's on my team. Oh, yep. except for not anymore. Yeah. So, I got to imagine yeah, it one. was a, uh, uh, he thought it was his keeper. Um, he just got yeah. the jerseys confused for a second. Yeah, probably. That's what I got to imagine. But Yeah. All right, give, give me your bad. My bad is got to be Columbus Crew. You know, they're supposed to be pretty good. They got the nice-looking jerseys on, and they come out and lose 4-1 to one to Philly, and it wasn't yeah. even a close game. Yeah. That was pretty bad. And maybe it spe- it's week one, so we don't know. Maybe this just speaks more to Philly, and maybe Columbus just doesn't have a very good defense this year. Mm-hmm. But that's bad for me. That's yeah. that's a beat down on week one that, yep. you know, most games are close. I mean, well, we read all the scores. There are a lot of 2-1s and one nothings. Yep. Or three twos even. There, mm-hmm. That one was just that was bad. Yeah. No, I agree. That was a uh, it was pretty bad. All right. Hit me with your ugly. Ooh, the ugly. That one's that one was tough, uh, but kind of along the same lines. Um uh, I'm gonna go with Colorado <laughs> losing to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh four to nothing. Yeah. Kind of I mean, I know ugly and bad for us is kind of sometimes they're very similar, but in um, Colorado just looked ugly. Yeah. They just looked they were messy. They were dirty. Seattle just kind of did whatever they wanted with them. And Seattle yeah. has a habit of doing that anyway. They've right. always had a really good attack um, and a front line. But mm-hmm. still, Colorado just looked bad. They just looked, yeah. they looked ugly. I should say ugly because that makes more sense for what we're talking about. So, yeah, yeah. Colorado losing 4 nothing to Seattle. That's my ugly. That's fair. For me, the ugly, um, I have to give it to uh, the San Jose defense. 
if I know it's a one goal lead and I know that that's a fragile lead in major league soccer, but well, soccer in general, um, when it's 93rd minute and there's only like four minutes left in the game, play a 11 0 0 formation just park the butt like i it uh, it blows my mind how many times this happens but anytime you let up two goals in stoppage time in like in less than half of the stoppage time like that's just bad that's just really really bad so that's uh that's my ugly i agree that's a good one that's uh that's a good one yeah all right well sporting coming to colorado this weekend Hopefully we can get a dub. Hopefully we can have a much more exciting mm-hmm. podcast to record next week with a dub and some goals, and uh, maybe we can also embarrass Colorado. That'd be cool. Here's hoping. Yeah. I do want the irony to be notated that you, the person who lives in Colorado, gets to watch Sporting Live before me, the person who lives in Kansas City. Yeah, that is kind of uh, awesome. I I also didn't realize that our first first two games were on the for some reason i was thinking until uh it got canceled i was thinking our the portland game was at home and i was like oh, oh cool, yeah. we could start at home apparently i just didn't read that right but yep. nope two back-to-back away games cool yeah. but yeah you're right i could see a game before you do it's bull <laughs> enjoy it all right have a good weekend watching right. from your couch i'll send you pictures thanks peace out everybody go sporting <laughs>